0: Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Hope that you all have been doing well since our last show last week. Uh, today is Monday, September 2nd, and I'm excited to be here again to chat with you about grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. So I just want to recap quickly from last week. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, I would truly Strongly encourage you to uh, take a listen to that We discussed where does heartache go if not let out We cover grieving versus mourning, power in your tears, and so much other good stuff I definitely would encourage you to go back and take a listen to that For those of you ha- who are returning, thank you for coming back And for all of our new listeners, welcome to our show So I want to get straight into the topic today Um, I actually don't have a specific topic in mind. Uh, I generally like to have that before the show. But because I feel like we're going to be on this subject um, collectively over the next couple of weeks, I didn't want to single-handedly just put one topic for this, uh, the entry to this part of the grief process and the journey. And um, it came to me actually... The subject that we're going to speak about today, uh, just recapping my own personal experience. As I mentioned before, everything that I talk about on the show is more than likely nine times out of 10, or 10 times out of 10, something that I've been through myself on my journey uh, of grief and just losing loved ones and trying to navigate, you know, here. So I want to talk today. About a personal experience I had, and I'm sure that a lot of you out there can relate to this as well, if you're anything like myself. So I want to talk about the relationship that you had with your loved one when they were here and then when it is terminated. And we feel like it's that finality. It is over. They're no longer here. I cannot talk to them anymore. I cannot hang out with them anymore I cannot see them anymore. So the physical relationship is over, is what we're thinking and what we're feeling, and what I experienced myself. When I lost my grandmother uh, March 15, 2016, the first thing that I said was, My life will never be the same. You know, as I was starting to have different accomplishments in my life, different milestones that I was celebrating. But without her here, it just didn't seem like it was the same. And I don't know that it that it didn't seem like it was the same because, you know, to one regard, it wasn't or if I just didn't even allow my mind to be open to the possibility that there's any way it can be the same. Is there a possibility that although the person is no longer physically here in this existence, can the relationship still maintain and early on in my grief that answer was absolutely not No way It's over Everything that I accomplished, uh since my grandmother's passing i've been married. I bought a new house I bought a new car. I started a new job and every time I accomplished those things it was like One of the things they say that we're so scared of joy because on the other side of joy, there's pain. And so even in, in a momentary second of of feeling the excitement of something good. So for example, I, I got a new job. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But my grandmom's not here. You know, I got a new car. I would love to show my grandmom. Oh, but she's not here. So it was just like my mind was limited And cut off, like, I just could not see past the fact that she was no longer here in a physical sense. And her and I were very close. And she played a major part in my daily routines. And it was like, oh, I want to call my grandmom and tell her this, but I can't. So the very moment of being excited in that very next moment came the thought of fear and pain and sadness versus me being able to fully embrace that moment. And see the possibilities of how the relationship could still exist. What you'll hear me often talk about on the show is the importance of uh, taking care of our mental health. And doing that through seeking the proper resources, channels, and tools. And I'm a huge advocate of getting therapy. And through doing the work and the very deep work with my grief, grief therapist, I was able to start to look at those thoughts differently. So originally it was, everything was final. It was just, it's the end. There's no longer, it doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't matter. And and if I could be honest, it started to, to build a sense of anger, anger within my heart. I had resentment, you know, against people who actually still had their grandmothers. And I had a hard time actually, looking at older black women, if I can be completely honest, and maybe you can relate to that when you lose maybe your child or your spouse, you know, it's hard to look at other people and not feel that envy because you no longer have that relationship is no longer visible to your eyes. So I hope you can digest everything that I'm saying to this point. We're talking about the relationship and just how it's over. Like, stop talking to me about all this positivity and, you know, she's in a better place and all of these things like that. Because at those early points in my grief journey, I didn't want to hear any of that. It was just anger and shut off. But then I get my grief therapist and we start to do the work. And she's challenging me. I mean, really pushing me and challenging me to see things from a different light and a different perspective. And it took a couple of sessions, but. I arrived at a session where she introduced to me the thought of breathing life into the intangible relationship. So she introduced me to the thought of breathing life into the intangible relationship. And I'm sitting across from her and I'm at this point, I think just listening and being polite. So when she says that, I'm, I'm intrigued now, because first of all, <laughs> I had to think about what does intangible even mean, uh, if I can be completely honest with you. Uh, so I know tangible is something concrete, something that we can, you know, physically grasp uh, and see where now I know intangible is the opposite of that. So she's like, yeah, we're going to work to breathe life into the intangible relationship. And I'm like, oh, here we go with this therapist jargon and, and, uh, and lingo. But I actually became open to it. And I was curious because at that point where you might be right now, even if it's been five, 10, 20 years since you lost your loved one, you might your ears might perk up to hold on. Wait a minute. There is a possibility that the relationship can still exist. Although they've gone on, we can still have some sort of relationship. So I sat up and I'm like, okay, do tell. Tell me more. (laughs) So working to breathe life into the intangible relationship had to start in my mind. I had to come to an understanding and an openness that we can still have this relationship because of the relationship that we had when she was alive, when her existence was still here in a physical sense. And so what do I mean by that? A lot of times I would say, Oh, I want to tell my grandmom this because she would, I I want her to, I want her advice. And my therapist said, well, what would she say to you? Like, ask yourself that, what would she say to you? And if she challenged me to say, Hey, if you listen close enough, you'll actually hear what that person would have said to you. So I'm like, so you think that I'm just going to hear my grandmom's voice tell me what to do. And, and I'm looking at her like, okay, here we go. Like with this, um, make-believe stuff because I did have a therapist where there was a lot of imagery and I personally didn't bond well with that so I was kind of like okay here we go with this again and she's like no like you know what the person would say like if you really think about the relationship that you had with them and the countless times you went to them and had conversations with them and talked to them and asked them questions you probably would know what they would say If you ever found yourself saying, oh, my mom would say this. Oh, my my dad used to say that. That's exactly what I mean. But if you're not open to that, you'll miss that. You will miss the moments where you can still have that relationship and you can still get those answers and still have those conversations. So in some regard, you could think, oh, so now you want me to be talking to myself? (laughs) No, but say, hey, what would my grandmother say? And then I can say, you know what? I know she would say this. And so I hope that that is some sort of advice for you in terms of starting to breathe life into that intangible relationship. Because if you think about it, the relationship never ends. It ends in one form, but it can be rebuilt in another way. It's just a transition. So I know it's not as easy as I'm saying it, it's just a transition, but it first starts with you even being open to the idea and the thoughts of that happening. I'll tell you for myself, Once I was able to change my thinking with that, I became a lot lighter and and less hardened and more open and excited to find ways to integrate those losses, those lost loved ones and lost relationships into my life on a daily basis. And now I'm open where I will say things out loud that prior I wouldn't say I would just be angry that I felt as though I couldn't say this to them anymore but now I will say, oh, hey dad, yeah, you know, this, uh, oh, you probably would think this was funny. you know, if I'm if I'm like screwing something in with a screwdriver, I'm like lefty, loosey, righty, tidy, things like that. And I chuckle because I know my dad taught me that. Well, my grandmother, uh, when I first locked my hair. One of her things was, oh, I don't want your hair to look like worms. And so as I see my hair grow and I will look in the mirror and I'll laugh and I'll say, oh, I know you would be like, oh, no, it looks like worms. Uh, so things like that, you know, and I know it's not that easy, but I want to challenge you to open your mind um, as well as your heart and really just sit. And I think a lot of that will come in your quiet time. You know, you might perhaps journal, uh, write letters to your loved ones, um, talk about them to other people, you know, integrate certain things. I find myself wearing my dad's hat. You know, sometimes I have a watch of his as well. Um, I have a necklace of my grandmother. So, you know, I know And sometimes people might say, oh, you're, you're being obsessed. And, you know, it's not obsessive. It's integrating. It's not obsessive. It's integrating. You're learning to intertwine what once was into the now, but to help you find balance in your healing and your journey. Uh, you know, just, just yesterday I was hanging out with my brothers. Well, not necessarily hanging out, but we were helping my mom and, and we were doing some moving and my oldest brother, I'm like, man, you remind me so much of daddy. Like, and and I was able to smile when I said that. And I know that there was a time where if I hadn't done the work and the grief work, I wouldn't have been able to lean into that. I wouldn't have been able to laugh at all, but we were able to lean in together and I was able to have those moments with my brother and my nephew, uh, you know, my mom and talk about my dad and laugh about it and make jokes about it and still see that, wow, he does still exist. He exists within each one of us from our memories, from our mannerisms, our thought processes, uh, so many things. But I had to be open to that. If I had not opened my heart or my mind, I would have missed it. I could have said, oh, you remind me of daddy. I I don't even want to look at you. I can't even look at you right now. Maybe I would have started crying and just left, you know? And so not that crying wouldn't have been okay, but like running from the emotions and and just crying and shutting down is not what I would consider in that situation, uh, a healthy coping mechanism for myself because I have my own benchmarks and I've worked really hard over the last three years in therapy to find ways to lean in and to overcome these difficult emotions and experiences. And, and I'm happy. And I want to share that with you that you can actually find new normals. Right. And I'm still working on that when it comes to holidays and milestones, but you can find these things, but you have to be open to it. And I know that oftentimes, you know, we will get into these moments of anger and sadness and just completely shut down and not be open to it. And and I can tell you that you are more than likely missing out on some very important opportunities and experiences that you can have, you know, with someone. So I'm not saying you're just going to arrive at that and that it will be that easy. But I'm telling you that it's possible. It's absolutely possible. I mean, again, We all have different relationships with people and the love is different and the complication of the grief is different. But I will be completely honest with you. um, All of the grief that I've dealt with has been extremely complicated, extremely complicated. So I am telling you that if I can sit here today and talk to you about my experience and how I was able to get from point A to B in terms of breathing life into these intangible relationships with my loved ones, and it keeps me feeling loved and feeling supported. You know, one day I found myself listening to voicemails from my dad. And I don't know if any of you have done that, but um, wasn't necessarily a good thing. It, it wasn't a good thing initially, meaning when I first did this, I was in the middle of my work day in my car and I was listening to the voicemails and I and I completely lost it. I lost it like I couldn't catch my breath like I, I wasn't breathing well, like it was not good. And then by the time I calmed down, you know, I was able to say, wow, my dad really loved me. Like, he really loved me. Like, those times where he would call me and just say, leave a voicemail literally saying, hey, just calling, just calling and say, hey, you know, things like that. And and it brought me to tears, but it made me feel so loved and so supported. And so I know that if there's anything that I do from that point on And my dad's not here in the physical. I know he's here with me in the spiritual. And I know he's here with me in the intangible relationship because I know that he was proud of me. So I don't have to hang my head and wonder and feel sad, you know, that he's missing out on these things that are happening in my life. Because I know that that was one of my biggest fans, both himself and my grandmother. And I listen closely and I laugh and I smile and I'm like, yo, they really love me. They really cared about me and I'm, I'm loved because I used to say when my grandmother passed away that I feel alone. I feel unsafe in this world. I feel like my safety net is gone. But when I really think about the love that I received from them and how that has nurtured me over the years and helped me blossom into the individual that I am today, I continue to keep that blanket on me. I just pull it a little tighter now. I just pull it a little tighter now and I do that with my memories and my experiences. So I would challenge you all to be open to those experiences, those thoughts and those moments and share them and perhaps find someone in your life that you can have those conversations with about your loved one. You know, keep them alive with you in spirit and try not to go to the fact that I don't care what you guys are saying I don't have that person anymore to saying, yes, I understand they are not here in a physical, but they are with me in my heart, and my mind. And that will always be that way. And nothing will change that. So hopefully that has been beneficial for you today uh, on this episode three of the grief bully. So I want to transition into our in love and memory segment. Our In Love and Memory segment is a segment here of our show where we like to humanize our loved ones that have gone on. We like to give love and shout outs to our angels, right, to keep them well with us. And so this week, our In Love and Memory segment goes to, so we are going to say In Love and Memory to Sean, Shawnee, Sean Watson, and Anthony Mosley. So we want to send love. And just, you know, hey, we miss you guys. You are missed here. You are loved dearly and you are forever in our hearts. You are gone, but you are absolutely never forgotten. So that is an important part of our show. If you are interested in having your loved one shouted out on a grief bully, please do not hesitate to send us an email at thegriefbully@gmail.com. at gmail.com subject line in love and memory uh, segment. I am not 100% sure which episode your loved one will be shouted out. So you do have to tune in so you can hear which one they'll be on. But we welcome, we really welcome and are open to that because this show, the importance of it is to be a platform for the stories that we are carrying within ourselves that we have not been able to get out, maybe due to comfort, maybe due to just not being ready. But when you are ready, you do have a home here uh, on a Grief Bully Show. And so it is important to have our In Love and Memory segment to help uh you know get those names out there. So this is one of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, it is our inspirational boost. Our inspirational boost is brought to us by our sponsors, Adina J Designs. They make decorated apparel. They make, create, and inspire us with some dope apparel, really cool sayings. They're doing doormats, wood signs, and I believe they have this new onesie station for baby showers. So definitely go follow our friends, our sponsors of our inspirational boost over on Facebook and Instagram at Adina J Designs. A-D-E-N-A-J-A-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N-S. So again, that's our friends, Adina J Designs over on Facebook and Instagram. Great people, they will take care of you. They sponsor our Inspirational Boost segment, which is our quote that we like to leave all of our uh, listeners with every week because our show comes out on Mondays. So we want you to start the week with something inspirational that can feed your soul in addition to the show itself. This week, our quote is, there are no words sometimes for the pain that finds us only time as it drips along into a new day, a new breath, a new smile, a bigger fight, a braver you. Author is unknown. Now I should claim that quote because it's super dope. And uh, I know I say dope a lot, but I am very intrigued and I am a nerd for quotes and words. So I will say that again. You can also find this quote in our show notes. There are no words sometimes for the pain that finds us only time as it drips along into a new day, a new breath, a new smile, a bigger fight, a braver you unknown. That's our inspirational boost for the week, guys, brought to you by author unknown, and that is sponsored by Adina J. Designs. So I hope you enjoyed the show today. Uh, Again, we talked about a lot of great things. I want to encourage you to breathe life into those intangible relationships. Allow yourself to feel that you deserve that. Lean into it. And sometimes the deepest conversation you can have with your loved ones is how you live your life after they've gone. So try to hold on to that, hang on to that, let that relationship and that love fuel you and continue to, uh, be with you, embrace it, cultivate it, love it guys. And as always, please subscribe, share, review. You can follow me. I am your host, Jay Nicole on Instagram at I underscore AM underscore Jay Nicole. Again, I underscore AM underscore J Nicole. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, review, join our closed Facebook group, grieve, the plus sign grow. We would love to have you there. You can find a platform for other people who are going through the same thing that you are going through. Find some inspiration and encouragement there, guys. As always, I am your host, Jay Nicole. Love and light. Peace.